Deuteronomy tonight, chapter number 11. I'll not be very lengthy tonight. I just got a little simple thought I want to bring you tonight. Trust you be a blessing. The writer of that old song, Amazing Grace, for some of you may not know that, was a slave trader. He bought sold slaves. And he was a wicked, wicked man. And boy, God saved him by his marvelous grace. And when he saved him, he penned the words of that song, An Amazing Grace. It's really about him, how amazing that grace was. And by the way, if you are, law, if you are saved tonight, you were in the same place. What an amazing grace that is. Amen. And I sure do love the Lord and appreciate that. Deuteronomy chapter number 11. If you got your place, that's page 230, 230. If you got your place, say amen. amen. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you this day. And a curse, if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside of the other way which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. It shall come to pass when the Lord thy God had brought thee into the land, whether thou goest to possess it, that thou shalt put the blessing upon Mount Gerzim, and the curse upon Mount Ebal. Tonight, with the help of God, just, just a simple thought. Which mountain do you want to live on in 2018? Which mountain do you want to live on in 2018? Gene, how about you leading us to the throne of grace? By the way, that young man this morning, uh, by saved by the grace of God, you pray for him. Uh, very rough upbringing, and uh, I was hoping he'd be here tonight. And uh, but you pray for him uh, that the Lord would just truly help him. All right, his name was Jonathan Smart. So remember this young man, Gene. How about you praying? Oh, yes. Lord, you never know ever harm in this place tonight, dear God. Lord, you know one's here lost and undone. Lord, I pray right now that you touch that heart. Lord, you know the one that where they ought to be. Touch them and help them. Lord, I pray the one that's sick and ain't able to be here tonight, no, Lord. All touch them and help them, dear God. Oh, yes, Lord, yes. Amen. You be seated. Thank the choir for coming early today and being faithful for practice time. And thank Miss Libby for watching the nursery. 
help us with the babies. Amen. There's a story about a mountain climber who wanted to climb the highest mountain. He did so because he wanted to glory all for himself and he decided to climb the mountain alone. As he was climbing only a few feet from the top, he slipped and fell into the, uh, off the side of the mountain at great speed. He was thinking about how close to death he was getting when all of a sudden he felt the rope tighten to his waist and began to pull him hard. His body was hanging in the air, only the rope was holding him. And in a moment of stillness, he screamed, Help me, God! All of a sudden, a voice come, came from heaven answered, What do you want me to do? Save me, yelled the climber. God asked, Do you believe I can save you? Of course, I believe you can save me. Then God answered, Then cut the rope tied to your waist. The rescue team the next day found the climber. He was dead and frozen, his body hanging from a rope. His hands were holding tight to it, but he was only 10 feet away from the ground. Every day we choose whether we want to take where we will take God at His Word or not. Our theme this year is continuing to renew in 2018. The emphasis being on continuing. Will we believe Him Trust Him over circumstances that we see around us. Often, we get in the way of what God wants to do, wanting to bless us. One of the great things about the time that you and I, God has allowed us to live, under the law, God says... Obey me, and I will bless you. Under grace, God has said, I've already blessed you. Now you ought to obey me because you love me. I believe one of the greatest marks of a Christian that continues is this. There is a desire, there is a longing, not because they have to, but because they want to, a desire to just please the God, please the God that saved them. They have a desire to want to love Him, please Him. Obedience doesn't, is not something that, that God forces upon them. It is something they long to do, something they enjoy doing. I enjoy serving God. Do you? I enjoy obeying God. And I recognize the fact that God does bless. But the Lord here was beginning to renew a people. The Lord had led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And because of their unbelief, a generation, it's amazing to me, a generation 
a people circled, just circled in the wilderness until they all died out. And now God is beginning to renew that promise to a second generation people. This is the people he's talking to here. They had watched as the first generation simply just circled. God was good to them. The shoes didn't work. God provided for them. But yet, they never, they never had the victory that was rightfully theirs. They never got in the promised land that was rightfully theirs. They never enjoyed the blessings that was rightfully theirs. They just circled around, round, round, round till they all died out. And then God comes to a new group, a new crowd of people and says this, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. And to illustrate the point, he said, when you get into the promised land, he said, there'll be two mountains, Gerizim, and we'll call this side Mount Gerizim. He said, when you get to Mount Gerizim, he said, I want you to put on that mountain blessing. And that's, and, and what he would do as he would talk to the people, he said, Blessed be God of heaven. And they would all say, Amen. People's on the mountain, and they would say, Amen. Let it be so. And then, on the other side, he said, Ebal, we'll let you be Ebal. I'm sorry. But he said, we're going to put on this mountain a curse. And when God would say to the people, He said, now listen, if you obey me, I'll bless you. And the people would say, Amen. Okay. But if you don't obey me, then you're going to receive a curse. And the people would say, Amen. <laughs> Gosh, I'm having to teach all the time. All right, let's try it again. On this side, boy, God, God, you obey me. Well, my people I love you. If you obey me, I'll bless you. Amen. But now listen, if you don't obey me, I still love you, but I'm going to have to curse you. They were louder than that. <laughs> They were much, much louder. And they would do, and as the discourse would go on, and as Moses would talk to them, I mean Joshua would talk to them, the discourse would go on. He said, boy God, boy God, if you obey me, God will bless your family. But if you don't obey me, if you don't obey me, I, I, I'll curse your family. Amen. Now, you, it's, don't, they didn't say nothing. You're not on the mountains. I tell you, you're, we're going to be, I'll get to you in just a minute. I'm going to get to you in a minute. So he said this. He said to the people of God, 
He said, when you go into the promised land, he said, I want you to take the city of Jericho. And he said, I don't want you to touch anything. I want you to destroy every bit of it. Boy, I don't know what these liberal passive would do with that. But anyway, God said, I want you to destroy everything. The city's mine. And he said, I want you to destroy it. He said, I'm going to do it in a strange way. I'm going to have you marching around the city. And then on this, and I want you to sell word. Boy, he built up all that, the, the, the women's voice for six days. And then on the seventh day, he said, now you can shout, praise God. And he, he they run out and they, they went around and blew the trumpets and they shouted and the walls fell straight down and they went in and took the city. Just took the city. Uh, it was an impossibility and God gave it. And God said, now, I'll bless you. Next city, little bitty city, didn't mean nothing. They said, we're going to go up to Ai, just like we did Joshua. But notice, they disobeyed God. Achan had took the garment and the gold and hid him in his tent. And because of that, they went up to Ai and they were cursed. They were cursed and defeated. And good men lost their life that day because the people would not obey. And the Bible says, and God used this as an illustration. He's telling them, and all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on this side of the ark, on that side before the priest and the Levites, which bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, as well as well the stranger as he that was born among them. Half of them over against Mount Gerizim. And half of them over against Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded before that they should bless the people of God. Number one, he said, on one mountain... It's a mountain blessing. God, in His grace, oh, tonight, some way, I could verbalize what a blessing it is to just obey God. He said, on this side, there'll be a blessing. I set before you a blessing. How many of you want to be blessed in 2018? God has set it before you. It's not rocket scientists. He, he, he said this. He said in 1120, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And then not only that, in chapter 28, he starts telling them how he will bless them. And it shall come to pass. Now listen, when God says it'll come to pass, guess what it's going to do? It'll come to pass every single time. If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on a high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Let me stop right here. The only thing hindering the blessings 
of an almighty God is mine and yours obedience. It's that simple. He said it's blessed shalt thou be in the city and blessed thou shalt be in the field. He's saying I don't care what your geography is. He said if you obey me I'll bless you. That means he'll bless you down to the furniture factory. He'll bless you in a truck. He'll bless you in a meal. He'll bless you at the store. He said, I'll bless you at your house. And I'll bless you when you go to town. He's saying, regardless of the location, I'll bless you. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. You know what he's saying? The fruit of your body is your children. Boy, that's something. He said, if you obey me, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll bless your children. The fruit of your body. I'll bless your children. I don't know about you. What You, you couldn't give them nothing for Christmas that, greater than blessing your own children. Nothing. Boy, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And, and, and it breaks my heart because you that are here tonight faithful, you're blessing your children. You may not know it, but you're actually blessing, you're obeying God, so you're blessing your children. Those that are disobeying God are literally bringing a curse to their children. I said, I said this 25 years ago, got me in real big trouble. And then I went to the home, visited them, stuck my foot in my mouth. But I said this, and I still believe it. If you love your children, you'll bring them to church. I was bold enough to say, if you don't love your children, you won't bring them to church. Oh, if we love our children, we'll have them in the house of God. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy, and the fruit of thy ground. Boy, they, most of them were farmers. God said, I'll bless you. Ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. What God said, I'll bless everything around you. Blessed shall be uh, thy basket and thy store. He said, Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. And the Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face, and shall come out against thee one, one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall, now I love this, command the blessing upon thee, in the storehouses, and all that thou settest to my hand to do, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God shall give thee. Obedience to the Lord means blessing. It equates to blessing. He said, I'll bless every area of your life. Which mountain do you want to live on? I'm giving you one of the greatest secrets to the Christian life there ever was. And the key to everything God has is obedience. obedience. Lord, I've said that for years. But it is. Well, I would obey, but your but will cost you your blessing. Now get your mind out of the gutter and bless God. Your justifying disobedience, your deciding I'm not going to obey, 
is bringing your curse. And God will... Now, it's amazing. So God said, on one mound, I'll bring a blessing. Sometimes the blessing is obvious. Sometimes we'll only understand the blessing after we've lived a few days. Sometimes we'll only understand it when we get to heaven. But understand, faithfulness is always rewarded. A few years ago, how many of you remember a few years ago the book, the prayer, the prayer of Jabez book come out? How many remember that? And it was a great sensation and people were buying it and I mean people were looking into it and uh, uh, purchasing it wherever they could find it and uh, it's, it was a big deal. Everybody was wanting it and, and um, but then quickly, quickly, it, it faded out. It fizzled out. Have you ever thought, now the prayer is this, and Jabez called on the Lord, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and thou, thine hand might be with me, that thou shouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that, which he requested. That was the prayer. And a, whole, and, a, and a whole little book was written about it. And it was great sensation. But then it quickly fizzled out. Now you go to a right yard sale, you can buy them for a quarter. And if you talk to them right, they'll give you the book. So why did it fizzle out? Here's the reason it fizzled out. They said this, God, we're going to pray this prayer. We want you to bless us and increase our code. We want you to enlarge us. But hold it. We've got no intentions in obeying what you said in your word. We've got no intentions of obeying the rest of it. They pulled one prayer out of the Bible. It's a good prayer, by the way. It's a good prayer. But if you read, you'll find Jabez was willing to obey the Lord. And God doesn't contradict Himself. And so whenever we decide we want God to bless us, we can pray the prayer. But then if we, we go from, from praying the prayer to disobeying God, then we literally forfeit the prayer. And it doesn't bring the same results. Not, not what it could, what it should. The prayer, nothing wrong with the prayer, nothing wrong with God's Word, nothing wrong with the prayer whatsoever it is our disobedience to the things of God, our lack of obeying God, that brings a blessing. I want you to understand there's something about obeying God that brings tremendous blessing. The greatest single choice you can make in 2018 if you really want to be blessed it's not a magic wand. I don't have an abracadabra stick up here. It's not a magic wand. Boy, if I, if I obey God, He has to bless me. No, I told you earlier. God has already blessed you. And He said, I want you to obey me because I love you, because you love me. 
But when you love Him, and you obey Him because you love Him, you know what He does? He gets excited and blesses you more. He does more than you could ever imagine. I am convinced of this. Christians live like, they, they live such, such sad lives, defeated lives when they don't have to. And, and God has promised. He's promised. So, as we choose to step in, out in faith and obedience to God, He'll open new doors of possibilities. I, I, one of the things I, I find all the time, and, and I live this, and you'll understand this. You, you have a desire. You want to serve God. You want, to, you want God to use you. And He has you on a path. But you might be, it might be, you might be at this level. And God says, now nah, I want you to obey me. And you say, okay. But, okay, what you going to do with me? Uh, what's the open door? What, what you going to do, Lord? And we're, we're right here. What happens, what we don't fail to understand is this. As we walk with the Lord, and we continue to obey Him and make those steps... Somewhere in your life, God's going to intersect you. And He's going to have a great work for you to do. And if you're in obedience, doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to run into God. He says, yeah, I'm looking for somebody to, to do something for me. I've been excited about somebody. He, he, he said, I'll be excited on a Tuesday night in a little white church in Revival Bean, James Lockie. That night, God intersected me and said, I want, I want your job, I want you full-time in the ministry. Really? Now? And boy, that's a challenge. Because I love my job. I, 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 and, and God said, now you've obeyed me. Now, I'm going to put you in full-time ministry. Totally unexpected. Didn't know it's coming. Didn't see it. As a matter of fact, I told God, I got this, 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 and this to pay. And as soon as I get paid off, I'm going full time in the ministry. And you know what God done? He said, really? Yeah. Do you think I'm unnerved about what you owe? You think I'm unnerved about that? He said, no, I think tonight I'm going to run slap into you and say, are you going to believe me to take care of your family? Told Darlene, I said, honey, we either sink or swim. We'll die, we'll starve to death, or God's going to provide. And you'll, if you look lately, ain't neither one of us too thin. Amen. We're getting, we're getting smaller, but not because we ain't got food. Amen. Because we're on a diet of wind pudding and rabbit tracks. Amen. <laughs> you'll lose weight every time. I tell you, you will. And God said, you know what we did? We chose, we chose to live on the mountain of blessing. Chose to live on the mountain of blessing. For goodness sakes, don't get off the mountain. Don't get off the mountain. Number two, he said, curses for the mountain of Ebal. 1128, and of course, if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which, 
which ye have not known. Here's the curse. Here's the curse. Boy, God's got a club. He's fixing a lamb. Wham you! Like Bam Bam on the Flintstones. No. That's not the curse. Here's the curse. Don't miss his. Please don't miss his. The curse. Come here, Elijah. He ain't much God, but we'll make him God for just tonight. Amen. Pray for us all. We need help. If I obey, I'll turn around this way. I had to be careful, don't hurt his arm. If you're walking with me, if, if I'm walking with you, you you're going to bless, if I obey you, you're going to bless me. And here's the thing about it. If I obey him, you know what he's going to do? He's going to walk wherever I walk. Everything I put my hand to do, guess what he's going to do? He's put his hand over top of it. Oh, I, I don't know if it's... It's helping me. Whatever you choose to do, he'll put his hand over top of it and bless it. If I choose not to obey him, guess what? He won't walk in my disobedience. Here's the curse. Everything I do, it's just my hand. It's not that He's going to beat on you. It's not that He's going to hurt you. I think God, if God could weep, I think He weeps at our disobedience. But God says, and I go to do, and God says, I can't do that in your disobedience. I'm not... Understand something. How many understands God is holy? Do you understand he's not going to relinquish his holiness because of our disobedience? He never will. He will never stop being holy. And so the curse on the mountain is you're living on that mountain by yourself. How many has done something by yourself? And God that you fall on your face with it. To only realize... God, help me! <laughs> Boy, and it's something when you've got God that you're in your obedience in every area, regardless of what area that is, that when you walk, God's going to... You're walking with Him because He's pleased with our obedience. And that's the curse. You can be seated. Thank you. The curse for the children of Israel... They went up to Ai. God said, I ain't going with you up there. You'll fight by yourself. And they got beat. And several got killed. And they lost the, war, the battle. Because they was choosing to disobey God. You say, but, but what if I don't know? God's not going to hold you accountable for what you don't know. It's, that's not what the point. What we know, what we know now is what's important. What we already know, the truth, we already know God will hold us accountable to when we disobey that or obey that. Deuteronomy 28, 15. 
And it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, to obey, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Curses shall thou be in the city, and curses shall thou be in the field. No matter where you go, you'll be cursed. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of the land, thy land, and the creeds of thy kind, and the flocks and thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send thee upon thee curse and vexation and rebuke, and all that thou settest thy hand to do, until thou be destroyed, until uh, thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken. Obedience brings a blessing, disobedience. There's a blessing of gurism, gurism, and the curse of the ball. But they're standing now. God will bless you if you obey. Amen. God will curse you if you don't obey. Amen. In the middle of here, they stood in the valley of Shechem. It's a valley of choice. Do you please understand this tonight? It's not my desire in one way or the other to make a choice for you. My job is to preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season. And with the help of God this year, I'm going to obey Him regardless of what that Word is. Because I'm more afraid of Him than I am of you. But this morning and tonight, the message this morning and the message tonight, and every message you hear, God's going to bring you to a place of choice. Shechem was a place of choice. It was here in Shechem that uh, Abraham first called upon God by the Lord when he left Haran. It was here Jacob wrestled with the Lord and his name was changed to Israel. He was here he met Esau. It was here where he dug a well. It was here where Jesus met the Samaritan woman by the well of Sychar. Joseph was buried here. It was, a pl- it was there that Joshua, just before he died, he stood on a rock and reminded the people, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether gods of which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Today, tonight, brand new year, we stand and have to choose which mountain we're going to live on. I don't understand why people would choose to disobey God and be cursed. But if God gives you that choice, then I've got to give you that choice. I don't understand why anybody would not want to be blessed. It's simply choosing See, I set before you this day, life and good, death and evil, a blessing or a curse.
Now, there ain't but two choices. There's no in-between. There's no, there's no in-betweens whatsoever. With God, it's, it's really cut and dry. We can't go to God and say, well, I would obey you, but God doesn't accept your buts. It's either we obey God or we disobey Him. A man planted, a farmer planted two fruit trees on opposite sides of his property. The one he planted provided a hedge to hide an unsightly landfill. The other provides shade and rest under a cool mountain stream which ran down beside his field. As the trees grew, both began to flower and bear fruit. One day, the farmer decided, I'm going to go out and get me a piece of that fruit. So he went to the one nearest to his house next to the landfill. He brought the fruit inside and he noticed it didn't look just right. It looked a little deformed. The cemetery, the the roundness of it wasn't good. But still, the fruit looked edible. So he sat down and he took his pocket knife out and he cut off a slice. And oh my goodness, it was bitter, just bitter, bitter fruit. It just wasn't good. It looked good, but it wasn't good. Casting the fruit aside, he went over to the other tree. Got a piece of fruit off of it and cut into it. He took a piece and my, it was sweet and delicious. So he gathered several more pieces and took them to the house. See, the fruit was greatly affected by the place it was where it was planted. And just as the tree grew by the landfill, become very bitter, and the fruit, fruit tree that grew by the stream was very sweet, so you and I have a choice. We neither put down our roots in soil of obedience and my how God will make you how make your life sweet. Boy, I, I tell you, obeying God, boy, that means in every area. Then man, man, God commands us to love one another, forgive one another. If, if we do those, God said, your life will be sweet. But a, whole people, a lot of people's lives are bitter. They're angry. You know why? <coughs> because they're living in disobedience in some area. Eleanor Roosevelt said this, In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And the choices we make are ultimately our responsibility. God says tonight, I set before you. Well, I want to bless you. Amen. This, the amen side is, the blessed side is done gone to sleep. Well, I'll bless you. Amen. If you disobey me, I'll have to curse you. Amen. And we stand on which mountain are we going to live on in 2018? Boy, it's elementary. Simple. Simple. But you know, we've got to get honest enough with God to say, like the climber, save me, Lord! Do you believe I can save you? 
Yes! Then cut the rope around your waist. God believe the Lord enough to just to do what we know to be true. And then let Him take care of the results. My, that's just plain old obedience. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. This tonight, which mountain do you want to live on?